If you start with the presumption that there's a baseline of suffering in life and that that can be uh, exaggerated by as a consequence of human failing, as a consequence of malevolence and betrayal and self-betrayal and deceit and all those things that we do to each other and ourselves that we know that aren't good, that amplifies the suffering. That's sort of the baseline against which you have to work. And, and, and it's contemplation of that often that makes people hopeless and depressed and anxious and overwhelmed and yeah. all of that, and, and, and they have the reasons. But you need something to put up against that. And what you put up against that is meaning. Meaning is actually the instinct that helps you guide yourself through that catastrophe. And most of that meaning is to be found in the adoption of responsibility. So if you think, for example, if you think about the people that you admire, well, you think about when you have a clear conscience first, because yeah. that's a good thing to aim at, which is something different than happiness, right? If you think about the times when you're at peace with yourself with regards to how you're conducting yourself in the world, it's almost always conditions under which you've adopted responsibility, mm. right? At least the most, the most guilt I think that you can experience perhaps is the sure knowledge that you're not even taking care of yourself so that you're leaving that responsibility to other people because that's pretty pathetic. And I, unless you're psychopathic and, you know, and, and you're living a parasitical life and, mm. and that, that characterizes a very small minority of people and an even smaller minority think that's justifiable. But most of the time you're in guilt and shame because you're not, you're, you're not, not only are you not taking care of yourself, let's say, so someone else has to, but you're not living up to your full potential. And so there's an existential weight that goes along with that. You have a lot of potential as a child, but none of that is capable of manifesting itself as freedom before you become disciplined. And discipline is a matter of the imposition of order, and the order is necessary, especially for people who are hopeless and nihilistic. And lots of people are hopeless and nihilistic way more people than you think. And part of that is because no one's ever really encouraged them. And so the book is in part a matter of encouragement. It's like, lay yourself, lay a disciplinary structure on yourself, get the chaos in, in, in check, and then you can move towards a state that's freer, because it's discipline first. Like, look, if you're gonna become a concert pianist, there's gonna be several thousand hours of extraordinarily disciplined practice. That's the imposition of order on your potential, let's say. But what comes out of that is a much grander freedom. And so in virtually every freedom that you have in life that's true freedom is purchased at the price of discipline. The more radical the necessary change, the more pain that accompanies it. Like the more opportunity as well. But, and a lot of what we learn, we learn painfully. And so it's not surprising that people shrink away from learning. We learn in pain and anxiety very frequently, everyone knows that, like the things that really, that you really learned in life, it's like, it was no joy, man, like it took you out. And so the fact that people flee from that is hardly surprising, but it doesn't help, that's the thing. It just stores up the catastrophe for later. And so the better, the better idea is to eat a little poison every day so that you don't have to overdose in a month. It's something like that. And it is the case that I think because you don't, you aren't forced to, first of all, you don't learn unless you're forced to learn. I know there's alternatives to that. There's the voluntary search for knowledge and, and that's a fine thing and that is an antidote to this. But apart from that, speaking more practically, you tend not to learn unless you're forced to learn and, it's, and what you tend to learn by force are difficult lessons. And so people are very prone to not, to not seek that out. It's not surprising, but it's because they don't understand the consequences very well.
you know, you, you, it's because maybe it's because they're convinced that there's some way of forestalling the necessary learning and there isn't any way of forestalling it. All you do is make it worse in the future. You make yourself smaller and you make the lesson harder. And so that's why in so many religious doctrines, there's emphasis on humility. You know, and humility isn't to debase yourself. It's to understand that you don't know enough so that your life isn't going to be miserable. And so every chance you get to grab something new that will help you along your way, you should take it as fast as you can. But you have to have a very tragic, I would say, view of reality and also a harsh one because it's not just tragedy, it's also malevolence. You have to understand that those are waiting for you and that makes you desperate enough to learn. And that might be make you desperate enough to fall out of your ideology. But that's, that's a hard way of looking at the world. It beats living through it though. Tell your kid, here's an impossible thing. Why don't you go out and fail? You say, here's something worth going after. Here's a step you could take that would push you beyond where you are, but that you also have a reasonably high probability of succeeding at mm, yeah, within yeah. some time frame. That's the other thing. You have to parameterize it with regards to time frame. That's right. And that puts you in the zone of proximal development. And when you're in the zone, you're expanding your skills at, in a manner that's intrinsically rewarding because you're succeeding. And so you want to set, if you're good to yourself, you think, okay, I need to set a goal, but I need to set a goal that someone as stupid and useless as me could probably attain if they put some effort into it. Right. And then, you got, then you've got it perfectly because it's not so high that it's grandiose or impossible that you fail necessarily and then justify your bitterness. It's yes, exactly. Well, I set a goal and I didn't attain it, so I'm not going to set any more goals. Right. It's like, no, you set a goal that was inappropriate. For the you, time frame. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's right. You didn't calibrate it properly. Yeah. And, and you're playing a trick on yourself because you wanted to fail so that you could justify not having to try. Well. And being a victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which isn't even helpful. You're still going to be a victim. It's yeah. like there's no way out of that, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, because life is this, life is a challenge that in some sense can't be surmounted. So there's no way out of your problem. But there are certainly proper ways of dealing with it. Continual, we'll return to this, this continual circling in some sense of who you could be. You might notice, for example, that there are themes in your life. You know, when you go back across your experiences, you see you kind of have your typical experience that sort of repeats itself. And there might be variation on it, like a musical theme, but it's, it's like you're, you're circling yourself and getting closer to yourself as you move across time. That's the circumambulation. Now, you remember that for a sec, because we'll go back to it. Okay, so imagine that something glimmers before you. It's an, an interest that's dawning, and you decide, well, first of all, you're paralyzed. You think, well, how do I know if I should pursue that? It's probably a stupid idea. And the proper response to that is, you're right, it probably is a stupid idea, because almost all, all ideas are stupid. And so the, the probability that as you move forward on your adventure that you're gonna get it right the first time is zero. It's just not gonna happen. And so then you might think, well, maybe I'll just wait around until I get the right idea, and which people do, right? So they're like 40-year-old, 13-year-olds, which is not a good idea. And so they wait around until it's waiting for Godot until they finally got it right. But the problem is you're too stupid to know when you've got it right. So waiting around isn't going to help. 
Because even if it, the perfect opportunity manifested itself to you in your incomplete form, the probability that you would recognize it as the perfect opportunity is zero. You might even think it's the worst possible idea that you've ever heard of anywhere. Highly likely. Highly likely. So, so you have, there's, Nietzsche, Nietzsche called that a will, will to stupidity, which I really liked. So, because he thought of stupidity as being, it, you know, it's, it's, you have to take it into account fundamentally and work with it and so and so you can take these tentative steps on your pathway to destiny and you can assume that you're going to do it badly and that's really useful because you don't have to beat yourself up it's pretty easy to do it badly but the thing is it's way better to do it badly than not to do it at all so you you start your path and you think that you're heading you know towards your star and so you go in that direction and then because you're here, the world looks a particular way, but then when you move here, the world looks different, and you're different as a consequence of having made that voyage. And so what that means is that now that thing that glimmers in front of you is going to have shifted its location. Because you weren't very good at specifying it to begin with, and now that you're a little sharper and more focused than you were, it's, it's going to reveal itself with more accuracy to you. And so then you have to take a you know, it's almost like a 180 degree reversal, but it isn't because, you know, you've I mean, you've gone this far and that's a long ways to get that far But that's a lot farther than you would be if you just stayed where you were waiting And so it doesn't matter that you overshoot continually Because as you overshoot Even if you don't learn what you should have done, you're going to continually learn what you shouldn't keep doing. And if you learn enough about what you shouldn't keep doing, then that's tantamount at some point to learning at the same time what you should be doing. So it's okay. So it's like this. Now what's cool about it though, I think, is that as you progress, the degree of overshooting starts to decline, right? And that we know that there's nothing hypothetical about that. As you learn a new skill, like even to play, play a song on the piano, for example, you overshoot madly. You're making all sorts of mistakes to begin with, and then the mistakes, they, they disappear. So anyways, the fact that you're full of faults doesn't mean you have to stop. And thank God for that. That's a really useful thing. And the fact that you're full of faults doesn't mean that you can't learn. And so you can posit an ideal, and you're going to be wrong about it, but it doesn't matter because what you're right about is positing the ideal, moving towards it. If the actual ideal isn't... Can I put it this way? Write this down. Everyone write this down, please. What's the key to success? I figured it out. And this is where I'm going to end this session now. The key to true success is not to pursue success. The key to true success is not to pursue success. If you want to be successful in this new year, you must not seek success. So then the answer, how do you become successful? Here it is. If you want to become successful, the key to success is seek to become a person of value. And that's it. It's that simple and that difficult. Many things used to puzzle me back in those early days. 
I used to wonder why two people could work for the same company, one make twice as much money. Now see, that used to puzzle me. And maybe they were the same age, graduated from the same school, live in the same community, work for the same company, with the same products and the same services. They've got the same traffic, the same problems, and one makes a thousand a month, the other one makes two thousand a month. Now that was my puzzling question. Why would this long list be the same and the money twice as much? I asked, what's the difference between a thousand a month and two thousand a month? And I don't mean a thousand a month, right? I could figure that out. But what, what makes the difference? Why would one person do twice as well, three times as well, speaking economically? Now I know there's more than one way to do well. I understand that. But in this little narrow area called compensation, what's the difference? Now, if you can't get more time, which you can't, what could you get more of that would make a difference in economic results? And here's the key word. Make it a part of your notes. We're going to consider it tonight. The word is value. And I have a little phrase for your notes. Value makes the difference in results. Value makes the difference. You can't get more time, but you can create more value. In other words, you must become a person of value when you discover your unique gift and you make your significant contribution to the world. As a matter of fact, you become significant when you develop, refine, and serve your gift to the world. Now here's the first lesson of economics. Everybody should learn it from the time they're old enough to understand what a dollar means. How to earn one, how to get one, how to keep one, what to do with it. First lesson of economics. We primarily get paid for value. That's lesson one. Bringing value to the marketplace, that's how you get paid. You don't get paid for the time. I know it takes time to bring value to the marketplace, but you get paid for the value, not the time. Now, since that's true, here's one of the key questions of the evening. Is it possible to become twice as valuable at the marketplace? and make twice as much money in the same time? Could you become three times as valuable? Make three times as much money in the same time? Is that possible? The answer is yes, if. And it's always if, right? Life is known as the big if. Harry Truman once said, life is iffy. How true. And here's the big if we're going to consider it tonight. It's possible to do much better at the marketplace if you go to work primarily on yourself. This is very important. Young people, listen to me. Because your career will not make you wealthy. If you're going to become successful and you want to become great and influential in life, don't seek greatness. Don't seek influence. Don't seek success. Seek value. Because value is equal worth. The more valuable a thing becomes, the more it is worth. Are you listening to me? Why do you think you spend so much money on diamonds? Diamonds are considered valuable. Therefore, they are worth more than those plastic stuff you buy called costume jewelry. Listen carefully. Why is oil so valuable? Because it is so rare its worth keeps rising. It's in demand. You are worth 
what you are valued. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means it. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the motto, the slogan, what we live and bet our life on. Bet on yourself. B-O-Y. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. You know the motto, or I should say the quote that we are running on right now. And that is by Bob Marley is called, or I should say, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Again, you never know how strong you are until... Being strong is the only choice you have, Bob Marley. One question and two thought-provoking statements. First question, what steps are you going to take today to become more valuable? What steps are you going to take today to become more valuable? Thought-provoking statement number one. You tend to learn when you are forced to to learn. You tend to learn when you are forced to learn. Jordan Peterson, I got that from the uh, audio clip we just listened to. The second thought-provoking statement is, your past ifs are not your present and future life. Mm, I like that. That's I, I did a l- little remix on Harry Truman. I said, your past ifs are not your present and future life. Life. I've been struggling back and forth with this title family. So hopefully we can, this title is going to work for you. The importance of valuing yourself, self love. Again, the importance of valuing yourself, self love. I don't know about you, family, but I'm excited. Let's jump into today's show. Let's see what we can, what we can unpack from the audio that we've listened to. And just life in general. You see, this this right here for me, value, I'm going to have to get a little comfortable. Because the whole aspect of value, like I really, I didn't get it at first. And I didn't get it because I was confused on how 
someone could be just like what Jim Rome had talked about. And it was, I mean, it, when he said that, and, and just imagine that, I don't know how long or how many years, it's probably decades that that was actually recorded. But for him to under, to see that, you know, in his environment or just in general, because you'll hear people and, you know, say, man, you know, how come I'm not making the same amount of money this person may be making? And a lot of times they may not know how much money um, that other person is making, but they have an idea that it is, is more than what they're getting paid. And a lot of times the reason why we don't know our value is because uh, we haven't either number one done the research or we could have done the research search and we are in a position of where there is there's not a equal playing field. Let me let me unpla- unpack an equal playing field. So you are going in for a job interview. You need the job. So uh, they come back with a number that, you know, is I mean, it's not even within market value. And because, you know, it's not within market value, but you still accept the opportunity. And most people, uh, when they do that, they go into victim mode. They go into victim mode and say, you know, uh, this is frustrating. You know, why am I getting paid less than somebody else? And listen, I'm not going to make myself obsolete from this conversation, family, because I've been part of that that crowd. And because I, I, I know how it feels. See, a lot of people won't tell you that. A lot of people say, oh, you know. I've, I've never felt any kind of way if somebody was getting paid more than me. I, I did. And I have because of the fact of, you know, you, you have an expectation about yourself or a value of yourself that you're like, why am I settling for less? But see, a lot of that has, uh, I've been working on that. Plus I heard something from, I'm reading, um, uh, 50 cents uh, new book hustle smarter uh if you haven't checked that book out go check it out again hustle smarter by 50 cent and he said something and he was saying because he was talking about how he got the um you know the 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 movie i mean the uh series power and um on the first season i think he only took like a hundred k and i think it was like it came out to like 17 K 17,000, 17,000 and something. I don't know what the the exact number was, but uh, he was making that per episode. And a lot of people, when they found out how much he was making, he was saying that people were like, why are you only accepting that amount? And he was like, well, I'm playing the long game. I, I understand my value. And see, that's another huge key point too, family. Sometimes we have to we have to take a step back and say, OK, I, I know my value. My value is, yeah, I should probably because 50 probably should have been making, you know, whatever the, the 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 top amount that they could provide, because that show really trans transformed uh, in the long term uh, stars. But even in the short term, I mean, when it came out, it was it was fresh. It was hot. It was something different. It, it was relatable in a sense of. You can relate to it from other shows, but it stood out because of just how everything transpired. And I'm saying that to say that, you know, he he stated in the book, he was like, he said, I know, you know, he said, I know my value. He said, but I'm playing the long term game here. I'm playing the long term approach. And I'm saying, I know that you you're underpaying me. 
and he didn't say this in the book, but I'm, I'm, if you allow me to put her, you know, if you allow me to use my imagination, I think when they gave him that, I think he's like, yeah, I know you're underpaying me, but I, sometimes family, you have to understand the situation. Cause a lot of times we'll jump out the window as my cousin to say on a situation and we didn't, haven't taken the, the time to fully dissect the situation, meaning that will say, well, yeah, I know I should be getting paid more and you probably should, but did you dissect the situation and say, okay, I'll take this for now, but now you don't, you don't show me what the situation is. And because I know what the situation is, I'm going to either, I'm going to either stay and take it, or I'm going to continue to be in this position. And as I'm, as I'm working in this role, if someone contacts me or I have an opportunity outside of this, I'm gone or, and you know, and, or you're going to come back and pay me with the value of which, you know, I should be getting paid. So there's a balance in between the two, but you have to diagnose the situation because it, right now you may need the job. And so you may need to stay in that position for a while as you develop the skill sets, as you develop the required uh, experience so you can be prepared to leap because you may need to get this experience. You may need to get this wisdom on this ground level so you can take a step or two uh ahead. But what tends to happen though, family is, is that we will get so caught up in how people devalue us by giving us a number and saying, well, this is how much I think you are worth. And that's what I'm going to give you. But then when they realize that you are worth more than that, that's why I always talk about family, you should be learning something what uh, that you're interested in and start with interest things that's in because the most, the I'll tell you the most challenging part and that I struggle with, and I've also read in books where a lot of people end up missing out. And I had a moment yesterday that proved this is so true is the boring, the boring, uh, part of the process. And when I say the boring part is meaning having to t sit down, take the time to learn a new software or learn a new uh, way of doing things when the old way is so comfortable. And I know, I mean, I know, um, I brought up, you know, his book, uh, you know, Hustle Smarter, but it was a, it was a quote in there that he said that kind of aligns with what I'm saying here when I'm talking about it's it's easier to go back to the old way. So the old way may have been that you can just fumble through something and then pick it up versus maybe you, you might need to sit down and take more time and go through the, the software and thoroughly to understand it. Because see, for me, as I was growing up, I never liked to read the, the direction. And it wasn't that, you know, I was just some genius or whatever, but I enjoyed the process of looking at a picture and saying, okay, that's how it's supposed to look. Okay, great. Let me, let me see if I can recreate that. And of course I had to refer to the, to the, the directions um, on certain aspects when it say, well, this, this needs to go there, but I always want to see if I could put it together on my own without having to go step by step. However, there were, again, you know, there were certain situations where I had to go step by step because of the degree that required me to, um, to put this together. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that to say that, one of my challenges is, and I'm still, you know, navigating through that is having the ability to sit down and 
learn, like, for instance, I have to learn this new software and I don't want to. And the reason why I don't want to, because I'm thinking about all the other things that I could be working on instead of dedicating two to three hours to sit down to, to put this out the proper way, but I'm going to have to do it. And I, I, I say that to you in align with this quote that 50 was saying when he said, I've learned when things are moving very fast, you have to constantly, uh, and you're constantly putting new situations and environments. Most people tend to lean back into their old habits and not develop new ones. And if you allow me to unpack that, that goes back to your value. So when you look at your value and you're saying, you know, what, what things am I working on to improve my value? And a lot of that things that we miss out on family is self-care. I think there is because self-care is looked as a something being negative is looked at as being you being selfish is look, looked as, as you being, you know, not caring for other people. But when you look at it and we going back to my favorite Cat Williams quote if you don't take care of your star player who will, or let's go back to the airplane uh, situation. They always tell you, put your mask on first. And the reason for that is, is because if you don't put your mask on, how will you be able to breathe to help other people? Um, that's next, you know, on the right or left or you are, however your seating situation is. So we must, we must understand valuing and and for me this is and i i think no 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 not that i think i know this is a day-to-day thing as, as as being able to create value to be able to become more valuable and to be able to stay consistent with it because sometimes we will as that quote i read by 50 we will fall into our old habits because it's comfortable it's comfortable to not have to read or it's comfortable to not have to get up and do research to find out what are you going to talk about put that put that together as a show and put it out every monday through friday and don't mess around and do this seven days a week to speed up the process of being able to get better at your communication be able to uh improve on how you're delivering a message i guess is the same thing as better communication but a lot of times we are forced to to learn when we don't want to, like I gave you the example of the software, but there's been many times in my life. And I know there's been many times in your life where you were forced to learn. I remember we were, um, I, I was on this cruise and I was talking with this, this couple and they were telling me how, and this is the crazy thing about it is that this guy, he, he was working for this company and they got, he got laid off and he wanted to, you know, he was, still trying to, you know, apply for other jobs and just nothing would come open. So he's just like, you know what? Uh, he talked with his wife and his wife was like, yeah, why don't you just go ahead and do it on your own? So he just did, you know, started his business on his own and the same business that he was doing, he started off small. And then over time he ended up just dwarfing the opportunity of where he previously came from, where basically he was more or less, he was taking clients from them and it was just crazy when he shared that. He said, I didn't even want this. I didn't even want to be a, a entrepreneur. He was like, but he said, I got so tired of the rejection. I got so tired of people telling me either I had too much experience or not enough experience, or it was, Hey, you know, um, how do we know that you're going to stay here and make this a career? And you know, all the weird old questions that you get, uh, 
instead of in an interview, instead of the the value questions that I believe should be asked is, you know, uh, what, you know, what are what do you see yourself in this role? You know, three to five years. Do you want to be in this role? Like value questions like that. But I'll digress on that. But in, in long in, in long term, uh, I don't know why I'm trying to say long term, short term, because that's not what I mean. But what I'm saying, family, is, is that in that situation, it, it really forced him to become more than what he wanted to be. He didn't want to be an entrepreneur. He didn't want to create uh, jobs for other people. He didn't want to to. Uh, to be more and to value himself more and not saying because he's an entrepreneur versus a job, he values himself more. That, that makes no sense. Point I'm trying to drive home to you family is, is that he was forced to go and learn even though he didn't want to. And there's been many times when we are forced to go and learn something for a job, a um, personal, whatever that situation is. And a lot of times I, I, I look, let's, let's keep it funky. It's just us. It's just us. Right. How many times have you really truly been excited? Like, yes, I get to go. I have to go learn this. And yes, I'm excited to, to go learn it. You're not, you'll, you'll put it off. Okay. Maybe we don't talk about you. We'll talk about me since it makes it a little more comfortable. Basically, we'll put it, I'll put it off and put it off. And then eventually I'm like, all right, let me go learn this thing. And then when you start learning, you mad because now you're like, why did I put this off as long as I did? As long as I did, I should have been um, tackled it. And some would say, well, you, you were procrastinating. Well, actually, I really wasn't because it was just more or less that it wasn't exciting during the boring times. And that's that's one of the things I think I'm going to do an episode of that, of basically, in so many words, pushing through the boring uh, moments because those boring moments are the really the most important moments because those are the moments where you have to really be locked in and understand what you're what you're learning learning there yeah the exciting times of all the how learning online has evolved but those boring times of when you have to sit and read some information or and information that you're not really excited about uh, reading or, or listening to however you know that obtaining this information will help improve your business will help improve you uh, collectively so what I'm saying to you family is you have to start creating value for yourself and becoming more valuable because if you cr start creating value for yourself, how do I do that? Well, you do that by uh, picking up a book, listening to a book, um, but just don't be all over the place uh, with all the different. I mean, because there's so much information out here. Pick something you're interested in. And whatever you're interested in, start building, I call it an ecosystem around that thing. As I always tell you guys, the things that I'm interested in are sales, marketing, um, and uh, like video, like production and all of that. So I, I, I work on finding, oh, and finances. So I work on uh, finding material around that information that, and it, it also gets me excited because I get to learn something new in which just we, but that's another thing, family. We can't get caught up in and building so much value that we don't get a chance to 
expand on that value by applying that value that of what we've learned through the the knowledge we obtain because that's when somebody sees that we're more that we are valuable than somebody else because not only did we take the theories did we take the lessons that, of life that we learned that we took the things that um we that we could have gotten better at or excuse me gotten better at and took that information and actually applied it and it and it that creates the value that is going to be required. So it's really a, a two-part two part approach. I mean, the most important part is, of course, self-love. If you're not, if you can't take time for you, how can you expect others to take time for you? If you don't want to invest in you, how are you going to expect for somebody else to invest in you? I know these sound common sense, but the most common sense ones are the ones that we forget. Like we make it so much more difficult. It's sort of like losing weight. It's like, yeah, I want to lose weight, but I'm going to do 30 30 of these different exercises and it's just like by a month you're already like I'm done I'm out I'm checking out instead of what I've always uh what I've learned and it really I learned that from Kobe of taking that mountain approach of I am not looking up at the top of the mountain because if I look up at the top of the mountain all I'm going to do is get discouraged. And I think when, when you're in that process of creating value for yourself and becoming more valuable, we have a tendency to look up to see either where somebody else is or where we think we should be at. And when we do that, we, we, we miss out on where we can go. I think I like that. I said, sometimes we get caught up in looking at the top of the mountain, meaning where somebody is at, where we want to be at, or where we feel, or, or where we think we should be at, and when we do that, we we get we lose sight of where we need to be going. And when you lose sight of where you're supposed to be going, you start getting pulled in every diff different direction, and which in turn it doesn't allow you to value the things that you said were important to you. It doesn't allow you to value the directions and things that you said you wanted to be, not what somebody else said, but what you said you wanted to be. So family, I hope that today's show has been impactful. Uh, I will say one thing about your past ifs, and I'll close with that. A lot of times, family, we can get caught up in our past ifs or the past things we said we were going to do. And those can be immediate roadblocks to, to the things that we said we're going to do now. You can't allow what you said you were going to do in the past and you didn't execute on it or the things or the person you said you was going to be and it didn't happen in your past, but now you have a, a opportunity to correct it in your present and your future. Take advantage of that. Stop living by what ifs in the past because you're not going to be able to change. It's already it's over with. I mean, you're not going to be able to change it. You're not going to be able to change somebody's mind about you. That, And that's another thing that you have to also learn in this value system of yourself, of creating value and becoming more value, valuable, is that you won't be able to make everybody happy. You won't be able to please people. And that was something that that was hard for me because I was always – you know, I, I like to see people win around me. I like to see if I'm winning, I want you to win. And if you win and I want to win and I understand, but what I understood is that everybody doesn't want it as bad as you do. And that was tough because I'm like, 
I'm confused. You you're telling me that you are you're tired of doing this and you're tired of doing that and you're tired of getting up and you're like you're telling me all these things that you're tired of and you have an opportunity to change it and you're like ah you're not gonna do anything and I'm talking about a, a, a opportunity to really change it and when I mean change it meaning like let's you let's you you know we speak in real life examples so let's say you say you know what I'm tired of of uh, commuting into work. And then I'm like, okay, so what do you want? So what are you going to do about it? Well, you know, I'm not going to do anything. I just, I'll just keep <laughs> commuting into work. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But what if you say, no, let me find something that's either closer or I can work from home or they have some type of situation where maybe I can work, you know, two or three, two or three days. See when what, uh, one, one of the things as I'm going through this process of, you know, building habits and building self-discipline while I'm being inspired by motivation and inspiration is, is that I am really learning that when a problem arises, you have to, you, you can't, you can't jump all the way in emotionally. You have to have to be able to step back and say, okay, what is this about? What is this truly about? And get to the root of it. And that's the same thing about valuing yourself. You have to get to the root. Why haven't I been in value, valuing myself? Why haven't I not allowed myself to invest in myself to become a better version of myself? And when I say better version, I am not talking about a holier than thou that you can't do any wrong and you're not going to make make mistakes. You're not going to offend somebody. I'm not talking about that. That That is not realistic. That is not something that... You know, um, if you if you find that person, let me meet them. I'm, I'm curious to see how were they able to do it. I am talking about the things you said that you said you wanted to do that you were interested in doing and you've created the excuses or to not go after the thing you that you said you wanted. And we're all guilty of it. And my per when I describe a perfect person is somebody that is willing to go after the things that they said they wanted and go through the process. If they get the thing or not, it's just that I considered them perfect from a standpoint of they took the shot. They were willing to jump off the cliff and I respect that. And so family, when you are, you know, when you are going, when you are making the shifts and the, the small changes in your life, Understand there are going to be people that are not going to be happy with that because they have an expectation of you. They have the expectation that you're the same person. They have an expectation that maybe they used to take up a lot of your time or maybe, you know, you, you guys never, you know, you spend a lot of time um, on videos and whatever that is. The point I am trying to make family is, is that when you start changing and valuing yourself more and creating more value, it's also going to help you with your confidence. It's going to help you with your confidence because you're, you, what you're doing is as you're continuing to improve yourself, as you're continuing to shift as, as, as things change and be willing to shift with the change and not be so stuck and stubborn in your ways, the doors are open for you. But it's up to you to pick the to, and it's not not about picking the correct door. I almost said that because it's never going to be a correct door. It's never going to be a good time to get started. It's never going to be a good place to get started. But again, you know, we talk about just go go ahead and get started. Just go ahead and do it, and take those lessons, and then transition 
into something else. Well, family, I kept you longer than what I was supposed to, uh, but I hope you enjoyed today's show because I think it really has a lot of impact on value and valuing yourself and creating value so you can be more to yourself and to people you love and to, to your you know external circle outside of your inner circle. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I was but your boy ED. This has been another impact secret podcast show. I'm out of there. Peace.